नेचर एंड वेलकम टू द वेंसडे सेगमेंट ऑफ द लिट लड़की वेयर वन ऑफ यू रीड समथिंग फ्रॉम ए फेवरेट बुक लाइक अ पैसेज दैट यू रियली लाइक यू नो चेंज योर लाइफ एंड एज ऑलवेज आई एम एक्साइटेड टू सी वट रियली गेट्स यू इन अ बुक एंड विच वर्ड्स होल्ड यू डाउन सो टूडे आई हैव आर्यन विद मी हु हैज डन दिस बिफोर एंड ही इज रीडिंग समथिंग फ्राम A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hassani, and I think I don't need to tell you about the book because, come on, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already read Khaled Hassani, right? I mean, you have, and I hope you have because I'm not going to tell you about it. Okay, so here is Aryan. Hey everyone, I'm Aryan, and today I'm reading a passage from my favorite book, that is. A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hosseini. Here in this passage, Lela is visiting Maryam's school bar. So here it goes. She heads towards the mountains, toward the weeping willows, which she can see now. The long drooping branches shaking with each gust of wind. In her chest, her heart is drumming. She sees that the willows are arranged as Maryam had said, in a circular groove, with a clearing in the middle. Lela walks faster, almost running now. She looks back over her shoulder, and sees that Hamza is a tiny figure. His chapan a burst of color against the brown of the tree's bark. She trips over a stone, and almost falls. Then regains her footing. She hurries the rest of the way with the legs of her trousers pulled up. She is panting by the time she reaches the willows. Maryam's kolba is still here. When she approaches it, Lela sees that the lone window pane is empty, and that the door is gone. Maryam had described a chicken coop and a tandoor. A wooden outhouse too, but Lela sees no sign of them. She pauses at the entrance of the kolba. She can hear flies buzzing inside. To get in, she has to sidestep a large fluttering spider web. It's dim inside. Lela has to give her eyes a few moments to adjust. When they do, she sees that the interior is even smaller than she'd imagined. Only half of a single rotting, splintered board remains of the floorboards. The rest, she imagines, have been ripped up for burning as firewood. The floor is carpeted now with dry-edged leaves, broken bottles, discarded chewing gum wrappers, wild mushrooms, old yellowed cigarette butts, but mostly with weeds. Some stunted, some springing impudently halfway up the walls. Fifteen years, Lala thinks. Fifteen years in this place. Lala sits down, her back to the wall. She listens to the wind filtering through the willows. There are more spider webs stretched across the ceiling. Someone has spray painted something on one of the walls, but much of it has sloughed off. and lela cannot decipher what it says 
Then she realizes the letters are Russian. There's a deserted bird's nest in one corner and a bat hanging upside down in another corner where the wall meets the low ceiling. Nella closes her eyes and sits there a while. In Pakistan, it was difficult sometimes to remember the details of Maryam's face. There were times when, like a word on the tip of her tongue, Maryam's face eluded her. But now, here in this place, it's easy to summon Maryam behind the lids of her eyes. The soft radiance of her gaze, the long chin, the coarsened skin of her neck, the tight-lipped smile. Here, Nella can lay her cheek on the softness of Mariam's lap again, can feel Mariam swaying back and forth, reciting verses from the Quran, can feel the words vibrating down Mariam's body, to her knees and into her own ears. Then, suddenly, the weeds begin to recede, as if something is pulling them by the roots from beneath the ground. They sink lower and lower until the earth in the kolba has swallowed the last of their spiny leaves. The spider webs magically unspin themselves. The bird's nest self disassembles, the twigs snapping loose one by one, flying out of the kolba end over end. An invisible eraser wipes the Russian graffiti off the wall. The floorboards are back. Lella sees a pair of sleeping cots now, a wooden table, two chairs, a cast iron stove in the corner, shelves along the wall on which sit clay pots and pans, a blackened tea kettle, cups and spoons. She hears chickens clicking outside, the distant gurgling of the stream. A young Miriam is sitting at the table making a doll by the glow of an oil lamp. She's humming something. Her face is smooth and youthful, her hair washed, combed back. She has all her teeth. Lala watches Miriam glue strands of yarn onto her doll's head. In a few years, this little girl will be a woman who will make small demands on life who will never burden others, who will never let on that she too has had sorrows, disappointments, dreams that have been ridiculed, a woman who will be like a rock in a riverbed, enduring without complaint, her grace not sullied but shaped by the turbulence that washes over her. Already Lala sees something behind this young girl's eyes. Something deep in her core that neither Rashid nor the Taliban will be able to break. Something as hard and unyielding as a block of limestone. Something that, in the end, will be her undoing and Lala's salvation. The little girl looks up, puts down the doll, smiles. Lala Jo. Lala's eyes snap open. She gasps and her body pitches forward. She startles the bat 
which zips from one end of the gold bar to the other. Its beating wings like the fluttering pages of a book before it flies out the window. Lela gets to her feet, beats the dead leaves from the seat of her trousers. She steps out of the gold bar. Outside, the light has shifted slightly. A wind is blowing, making the grass ripple and the willow branches click. Before she leaves the clearing, Lala takes one last look at the gold bar, where Miriam had slept, eaten, dreamed, held her breath for Jalil. On sagging walls, the willows cast crooked patterns that shift with each gust of wind. A crow has landed on the flat roof. It pecks as something, squawks, flies off. Goodbye, Miriam. And with that, unaware that she is weeping, Lala begins to run through the grass. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Aryan, for doing this. I mean, I read this book quite a long time back, so I don't remember exactly the scene that you read, but I can, I do have a faint recollection of reading this. I mean, I read this book in what somewhere. 2013 or 14 and it's already been 5-6 years do you guys remember the books you read the stories or like you know I don't remember I don't only of some parts stay with me for some reason that I can't comprehend but I don't remember the whole stories I don't even remember the last book I was reading no I do because I made a podcast on it yes but generally I don't so uh, that's about it and yes if you're listening to this on spotify then make sure you follow if you're listening to this on itunes then leave a review and rate me on this podcast and i'll get back to it also this sunday i am inviting a very special guest and you should totally look forward to it and i might drop a hint or two between the week anyway See you on Sunday. Bye.